The boys are in the starting stalls. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Stand by for a start for Moody on the mic. Hello and welcome to another edition of Moody on the Mic. One of the great race days is almost upon us. It is Victoria Derby Day, but it's more about more than just the Derby. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, as they always do, Peter Moody, Anthony Mithen, the resident rain man, Tom Hackett. Moods, big week for you. All roads lead to Flemington, Rog. Caulfield, Mooney Valley, in the rear vision mirror as we belt down Racecourse Road with the dust flying up behind us. Can't wait to get down there, walk through the roses, see the grass, smell the roses. Win a race, eh? I just hope he's in this good mood. Roger, when when did uh, Peter Moody morph into Les Carline? (laughs) (laughs) Rare air. Uh, You've been on Dead Set Media Street uh, since Saturday night. I think I've seen more of your head in the last four days than I had in the last two years. A That's chance, a bad sight. It's a chance for uh, a clean sweep of the spring majors for Rosemont Stud Stallions. Uh, I'm putting a shot clock on this. You've got 45 seconds to do a victory lap, and that's it. Then we're moving on. Uh, look, I, I, I'm with you. I, even I'm sick of me this week. <laughs> it's easy to be. It's, it's, it. easy, it's an easy thing to happen. Look, that, that's it. It's been uh, – and I'm, and I'm, but I must say, it is the, it's the greatest racing day uh, of the year, there's no question about that. Any, anywhere in Australia, possibly the world, um, Derby Day is my favourite by lengths of the Flemington Strait. I can't wait, and I can't wait to uh, see our colours go round on uh, on a few of our favourite horses. So um, it'll be a it'll be a particularly exciting day, and I'll, uh, I'll I'm sure you'll get me to run through a few of those a bit later on. Certainly will. Now, Rayman, I'm going to anticipate that you're going to say I could not be more excited. Uh, for Derby Day. Bang on, Rog. Could not be more excited for a huge day of racing, but what I'm particularly excited for is a couple of rounds between Moods and Mytho. We got, they go head-to-head a couple of times on, on Saturday, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that because it could be, uh, could be a bit of sledging coming later in the show. Uh, so uh, that that's, could be the highlight for me. Yep, just a little teaser that was. Well done, Rayman. That's... Uh, just a little taste of what things to come. But I want to start with something a bit more serious before we do get into things. And um, unfortunately, um, we've had a copyright infringement. Um, I, I know you've been busy um, with having incentivized and you've got other, a few other good ones in the stable too, but how you didn't get down uh, to the patent office, because uh, I noticed another a betting agency that doesn't sponsor this show that starts in T and ends in AB on Friday night tried to completely rip off your catchphrase. When Jonka won the Ladbrokes Manicato Stakes, that said betting agency put a photo of him up and said, let fast horses run fast. And I tell you what, I am disgusted. Well, all I can say, Rog, they were lucky that that horse won the Ladbrokes Manicato Stakes. Otherwise, we might have been taking this to the Supreme Court of Australia. Um, But, you know, listen, I've always been a bit of a trendsetter all my life, whether it's sort of, you know, with my physicality, with my good dress, sense of humour, or my uh, media take. So I suppose um, plagiarism is the best form of 
Imitation what? is the best form of flattery. Is is, is what you're trying yeah, to get exactly. over the thought. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. That's the one I was looking for. So and, uh, and I, I mean, you're no stranger to VCAT. You could have easily gone down there and taken up the case. Ah uh, no. Well, funny thing, I have threatened that, but I've never been through the doors, Raj. I realised how expensive it was. <laughs> Absolutely. I tell you what, what. What you need to do is just uh, just to win a Melbourne Cup. Um, and and next weekend, all is uh, happy days in that respect. The Cox Plate, Raymond, the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. People might have potted the field, and obviously the favourite Zaki came out uh, first thing in the morning, but shit, we couldn't have had any more drama. It was such a dramatic week. You had all the all the drama with Gold Trip in the lead-up. You had Zaki coming out the morning of the race. You had the race itself, which I think was, a, was an absolute cracker as well. Then you had uh, an inquiry that went on for... <laughs> half an hour so it was uh incredible scenes at the valley on saturday you used other races you say what you will about them but there's no drama like the ludbrokes cox plate every year there's something every year there's a storyline and uh this year there it was yet another memorable tale so uh it's just a it's just a race that every year it finds something even if it isn't the strongest field every year it finds a reason to be uh to be newsworthy and this year was definitely the case again I mean, there was plenty of storylines around it, but Mitho, given that you have the stallion to one of the, the, the horse that crossed the line first before the protest, how nervous were you during that protest? Yeah, I, look, I, I did have a little Ladbrokes multi going as well uh, with State of Rest winning, so I was uh, just as nervous about uh, that, that result. But, um, of course, didn't get the last leg because I'm the worst punter in Australia. But um, it was... It was Oh, momentous for a, a farm to have uh, the the um, the sire of the Caulfield Cup winner in incentivised with Seamus Award, and then to back up into a Cox Plate, I had to pinch myself, and um, I did think, ah, oh, well, yeah, it couldn't be true. This is going to be upheld, and and we'll miss. But anyway, it was we, we came pretty close. And um, looking at the looking at the vision, I know it's it's, it's a split camp, isn't it? 50-50. I I felt that uh, Animo didn't have his momentum taken. He was taken off course, but he didn't lose momentum. He wasn't impeded from getting to the finishing post uh, ahead of the other horse. So um, Peter obviously feels the other way because he's laughing at me, and uh, there's no interest like self-interest. Tell us how you saw it, Peter. <laughs> Uh, listen, I, I'm uh, I'm with you to some degree. It was dead set toss of the coin stuff. I, I think, arguably, you could make a case for the third horse that wasn't interfered with at all. Had she found the run of one and two, she probably wins the race. The great mare, very elegant. But if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. So she didn't receive the run. She ran third. State of rest, you know, Johnny Allen forged the path, drove a wedge between the field, got through. Uh, Willow... Tagged along, followed him for the ride. Looked like Enemo was going to get him. Uh, really did. And, and sometimes that slight bump's just enough to put a young horse off its game. But saying that in mind, you know, State of Rest was the least experienced horse in the field. He had to probably put up with as much as a bump as Enemo, and he bounced off it better. So uh, um, was it a weak Cox plate? Listen, I, people have been voicing this and throwing it out there. The winner was a Group 1 winner. Before that, listening to Joseph O'Brien during the week, he was an immature young horse. He arguably should have won a listed race first up at a mile this time round. Wasn't a terrific race, but then obviously improved when he went to the Saratoga Derby. Beat uh, Bombshoy Boyshell or Boyshell Bombshoy or whatever. That's, that was one time Kentucky Derby favourite. Belshoy Babe or some bastard. Bolshoy Ballet, Peter. 
That's the one. That's the one. That great uh, Romanian Russian. ballet. Or, I would have said Romanian, Roger. Oh, it might be. I don't country know. Over there. Well, there you go. So you pulled that out of your ass as well as I did. <laughs> and um, We'll have a listener came... over there that can fill us in anyway. Yeah, yeah no, that listen to the Ukraine. They'll be all over it. They'll, be, they'll know where it is. And uh, then he's come here and won our terrific weight for age race, beating our top three-year-old Colt and our champion weight for age mare. So I'm going to suggest that the winner goes back to Europe and uh, is more handy than they probably think at this point in time. Spring is in full boom! It's time to blend it, punters. Ladbroke's all-new blended bets gives you more winning chances. Back multiple horses from the same race, and if any of your chosen runners finish on top, boom, you win. Ladbroke it this spring carnival with a blended bet. Minimum price $1.10 for blended bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's start in Sydney. The first of six races we're going to look at in a monster middle section here on Moody on the Mic. It's the richest race in Australia this weekend. It is the 4X Golden Eagle. And no one loves the 4X more than Peter Moody. But before we go to him, we're going to get uh, Rayman to run us through where the money's headed. Interesting race this one, Rog. Been a good early move here for I'm Thunderstruck. Open $4.50 with Ladbrokes, now into $3.80. Privatised there at $6. Apache Chase, $7.50. Ellsberg, $9.50. And Maximal for our own Anthony Myth and currently $14. So we know that Mytho's philosophy on these pop-up races has been if he doesn't have a runner, he hates them and he'll pot them. If he does have a runner, it's the best thing that's ever happened to racing. So with uh, the extremely well-bred Maximal running for $7.5 million, I can only imagine this year, Mytho, you're thinking the Golden Eagle's the best thing that's ever happened to the racing industry. I oh, yeah, got no interest in Derby Day at Flemington. It's all about Maximal and the Golden Eagle. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, it's it, Look, all credit. I'd believe to, that if you didn't have a runner in the Coolmore or, uh, or the Lynn Lithgow. But, you know, given you do, I know you're full of shit. Correct. So, uh, yeah, no, all eyes will be certainly on Flemington, but um, we'll take our eyes off Flemington momentarily to watch the Golden Eagle and see if this, as you say, he's a, he's a really interesting horse. I mean, you go through his form and you would have done that, Rain Man. Um, it's the best three-year-old form in Europe. Um, you know, second behind Bayeed last start. Bayeed's now been um, dubbed the, the best horse in the world after his effort at Ascot uh, Saturday week ago, uh, winning the QE2. So um, it's, it's unbelievable form. Hurricane Lane, a high-class horse that he's run second to at his seasonal uh, debut. He's he's in unbelievable form and nick and, and condition. Uh, Sir Michael Stout's had him all the way up until he left for quarantine a couple of weeks ago. Um, and and the, second, the, second best, the second best trainer in the world behind Annabelle, Annabelle Nisham. You should That's, have given it to Annabelle. It would have found 25 legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a, he's a really exciting horse. I mean, the, unfortunately... Um, I watched him all week as people, as I'm sure as form students, did that form and realised exactly what has arrived here on Australian soil in, in terms of Maximal and his form. Um, he shortened and shortened and shortened, and then we drew the marble, 22. So um, Alicia Collett, uh, we've, we've also lost the jockey, Sam Clippert, and broke his jaw. So um, he's been ruled out of action. Uh, so there's a few obstacles to get in the way, but the, the horse's talent isn't one of them. So if he can overcome that wide draw, um, Alicia Collett's a good aggressive dry, a rider to, to, to partner with him. Um, I think he can run well. Hey, man, how do you see the race? Are you with uh, Mitho, the, ever the optimist when they're his horses? 
Oh, I've got to have something on Maximal at the fourteen dollars. I just respect the European form too much to ignore that sort of form lines coming here to Australia. Obviously, would have preferred it to draw a little bit better, but we just we received a reminder on Saturday, last Saturday, how strong this European form is. State of rest European form didn't didn't read as well as Maximals does, and Maximals coming into what's a weaker race than a Cox Plate. So I've got to have something on Maximal fourteen dollars. The other horse I think can run a big race at a, at a big price is Forbidden. Love currently twenty six dollars to win, seven dollars to place. Now she's far from the most consistent mare in the world, but she can produce a high rating effort on her day. I think fifteen hundred meters suits her. And last week in, in the invitation, she was really good behind Ice Bath down the line nicely. So I like the fact she's on the quick backup. And at twenty six dollars, uh, she's one I want to have something on. So I'm playing it a bit wide. Uh, playing it a bit wide here. I think Private Eye's got the right profile for this race. Then get a long way back in the run. Not sure that's ideal at Rose Hill. I'm Thunderstruck's a good horse, but I just can't get it as short as the three dollars eighty. Uh, he was good in the Turak, but that was uh, he did get into that race really well uh, under the handicap. So he meets all these horses now at, at set weight. So he's got to prove himself to me again that he's up to this. So I'm happy to play Maximal and Forbidden Love at a bit of a price. I like I am Thunderstruck. I agree that he's obviously going to be carrying a bit more weight than he did last start win. But, um, he, you know, from barrier 10, he can go back, he can run on, and at 1,500, he can make that up. The, the, the price can stable, obviously, it was going to be Ayrton's grand final. But uh, I think that they had an eye on this race for I'm Thunderstruck from a pretty early on as well. So I'm going to side with I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, he's probably a bit shorter than you want, but I'm still, uh, I still think he's the best horse in the race. Uh, your horse notwithstanding me, though, because I just don't know enough about it. Moves. Having the barriers open this race up, um, you know, I'm thunderstruck. Barrier 10 is not that sticky, but for a horse going Rose Hill this direction first time, um, I'm glad he's got Hugh Bowman on. I would expect that he'll probably be in the first third of the field to give himself a chance, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. I'll give the Queensland horse, Apache Chase, a good rap. I found this horse for the Stradbroke last year, and he was just at the deep end of a three-year-old season. He got beat three and a half lengths in running 10th or 12th behind Tefane in that race. And uh, very surprised that Tefane isn't in this race, but uh, she's probably too old. Is she, is she five or four? She's five. Uh, yeah, five. Be- so, so, you know, that form line, I think, reads pretty strong. He's going to race on or about the speed, and he should be nearly double each way odds, I would imagine, Rain Man. Seven fifty moves. They've found Apache Chase, but I definitely agree with you. He beat Ayrton uh, in in Queensland again. That's one in the stride broke. So he's got he's and his form in Brisbane. His preparation has been outstanding. So definitely agree with you there with Apache Chase. Yeah. So I'm with one and three, three and one. Uh, but listen, most of these obviously they're in a great race for terrific prize money. Would win without surprising. Good luck to Mitho and Maximal. His form lines are outstanding. Um, one win, five seconds from eight starts, and trainer has immediately applied the blinkers. Um, just shit draw, 22. Just hard to have around Rose Hill. God give him strength. I hope he runs well for Mitho and Connections, and he's going to need a lot of luck from the draw. But probably one and three, mix them up in your multis, and uh, and uh, you're on a you know, song and a dance. Private Eye was super the other day, wasn't he? But he's drawn 17. Where, where's that going to leave him? He's going to be flashing hard late. All right, we've got four Group 1s to get to. We're kicking off in the Group 2 <laughs> in Lithgow Stakes at Flemington. Why are you asking? Because it's Moody v. Mithen Part 1. Twice on Saturday, a Moody train runner is going to square off in the Rosemont-owned horse. 
here. We have Oxley Road, a group two winner last start in the Caulfield Sprint against the Enigma that is Brooklyn Hustle Moods. Why will you get the result? Uh, because my horse will be up on the speed, making his own luck. Might be piss farting around back in the field, hoping for tempo, hoping for speed, hoping they can run on, hoping we don't run up someone else's ass. Mine will get beat because it's not good enough. It won't get beat for making an excuse. Oh, we ran off the track. We weren't happy today. Or we hit someone's ass. Or they didn't go fast enough up front. Because mine's educated to be on the speed and we let fast horses run fast. And Oxley Road's a very fast horse. He's trained on extremely well. I think young McDougall will be better for the experience of winning on him at, uh, where were we the other day, Caulfield? Caulfield. You won, a good, uh, you won the Caulfield Cup the race before, Peter. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. So, no, listen, Oxley Road's come on very well. I'm very, very pleased with the horse. I think he'll run extremely well. Uh, he's formed down the straight. Is one four two, I believe, from three runs. I think he'll give a great sight. And at the handicap conditions, um, I think he's very well placed. Mitho, in reasonably quick time, because we've got a lot to get through, uh, if you want to just put your case forward as to why Brooklyn Hustle can win. Uh, well, I, 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 like Peter, like her at the handicap. So I, I think that uh, 55 and a half, and we've um, perhaps taken bad luck out of it and put J-Mac on. Um, best jockey in Australia gets a sit. Um, I would this say the second, the second, the second best jockey in Australia was uh, Jamie Carr. She's had one sit on this uh, on this mare and and got the job done and wondered what all the fuss was. I reckon J Mac's going to do exactly the same thing. He'll be saying, "What what what have they, what have these clowns been doing on this horse? How how hasn't she put a picket fence together? She's the best horse in the race. She's got the most electric turn of foot and uh, small field suits her because she won't have to make up all that ground and get caught in traffic. You watch J Mac just uh, just fly late and uh, get the prize to the line hard held. She wins by two. Right, man, quick tip. I'm with Oxley Road here, uh, mainly for the reasons that Moods outlined, makes its own luck right on the speed. I was really, really impressed with what it did in the in the Caulfield sprint. Never gave its rivals a chance there. I just think it's a it's a young sprinter that's got a stack of upside. Also want to mention Kemal Parser, though. You certainly can't rule him out, the uh, old sprinter. He's won this race two years on the trot, loves the Flemington straight. He's another one that's right there on the speed, making his own luck. So uh, I'm happy to take on uh, Brooklyn Hustle here. Sorry, Mitho. I'm with Moods uh, for this one. Oxley Road on top for me. And no doubt, Kevin Curry scores everyone's party and uh, gets in for the win at 14 to 1. Special K. You can't let Special K go around at $14 without having something on. No, you certainly can't. $3.30 $3. favourite at the moment, Moods. All right. Oxley Road, the favourite. There we have it. Okay, let's move on to the first group one. It is the Empire Rose Stakes, 1,600 metres for the girls. Uh, Rain Man, where is the money headed here? Tefane is the early favourite here, Rog. Currently $3.70, been rock solid uh, since betting open. Mystic Journey, $6.00. Colette, six fifty. Flying Mascot, $9.00. The early market mover, though, is still a star into $11.00. And it would be just an extraordinary story. Her trying to build Ryan, chasing a Group 1 win. We know he's, he's very unwell at the moment. and still a star. has been a real banner horse for, for, for his stable. So uh, sentimental favourite is certainly still a star. But uh, I think Tefane is one of the best bets of the carnival. Um, she's absolutely flying this mare. 
Uh, she hasn't won a race this prep, but she's just been in outstanding form. We saw what she did in Queensland. She carried big weights to win the Strabo Handicap. She beat the Mayors comfortably to win the Tatsiara. And she's done nothing wrong this prep. Th- first up was third in the, uh, in the Memsey Stakes. She w- w- tried to go toe to toe with um, uh, incentivised in the in the in the Maccabi Diva there, and obviously came a little bit undone late. But it was still a really good uh, effort there to run fourth, Monga, um, and uh, Sir Dragon A flashed home late just to go past her. But she wasn't beaten that far. And then last start with a, a really big weight in the Turak handicap was a gallant second behind on um, um, Thunderstruck. So she's absolutely flying. Back to weight for age, back to mares company. She's the class horse in this race. She's one of the best mares in the country to find out. And I think $3.70 is a gift. Uh, she, a spoiler warning friend of the show, she's my best bet of the day. Right, man. It's the way you read my notes. I've got here, gee, I really like Tefane, as in peek behind the curtain. I think she's coming up again at the end of the show. Uh, so there you go. Me and Rayman are both going to have her as our best bet for the end. And I have chips in here for the exact reasons that Rayman out, out, outlined, but she pushed incentivized uh, in her first crack at 1,600 uh, as much as anyone has this spring. Uh, drops in weight from that last run. She'll be winning this race. Mitho. Yeah, look, I, uh, I've been swayed now. I was... Um... I was thinking I was going to tip one right down the bottom in Steinem, which was very good at Caulfield, running second uh, behind a pretty good horse. And uh, um, I was particularly impressed with its run and thought it could go on with the job here. But you made very strong cases for Tefane, um, probably suited at the weights over Steinem, a horse on, on the up rather than uh, one that's one that's been there, done that. So um, I think I will change my tip to the good horse, uh, in Tefane. Um, I, just one comment. It's, it, it, I think the race in Victoria needed to just settle pedal when they were, when, when the, an announcement was made about a $2 million race uh, the week before, 1400 and there was a lot of fuss made about uh, you know, Sydney again encroaching on the Victorian Spring Carnival. This race is an absolute beauty uh, and, and has not suffered one iota from last week's Invitational. Uh, last week's Invitational was won by a horse that seems to amass a lot of the extra prize money in these pop-up races. I don't think it's a stakes winner ice path, but it's won some ridiculous amount of prize money, three or four million. Um, good luck to those horses chasing that prize money, but this is a real race. This is a proper race. This is a group one race and it's full of group one stars. And ice path, the winner of the invitation is running in, uh, in Melbourne on Saturday anyway. And uh, she's avoided these really good mares in the Empire Rose to go to the Cantillar where she gets in better at the weights because they are um, like... Ice bath at Wade for age against Tefane probably starts twenty dollars. Yeah, Moods, you were on Tefane each way last night when she did run second to Iron Thunderstruck and uh, and she duly saluted. That was part of that monster multi we got home. Uh, are you with her again? I think she's going to be extremely hard to beat for all the reasons you've all mentioned. Um, she's had an impeccable build into this race. She was super last start with a big weight, but just a little mare there that uh, I think she's building and building. Adam Trinder will have a spot on the pride of Tasmania mystic journey to take on her fellow Taswegian still a star. There wasn't much between them the other day. And I just think mystic journey off that extended break. Now third run back in drawn beautifully in gate three loves the Flemington mile. She's going to shake the hell out of this race. So what price mystic journey run man? $6 second favorite. Well, I, yeah, I'd be coupling up two and three once again. Um, I think either one of those will win it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a group of them there for the placing. So uh, but just a slight leaning to Mystic Journey. It's the first time I've jumped off to Fahane for a while. But 
slight leaning domestic journey. I just think she's ready to peak. That's all right. The rest of us that chips in. Uh, the well, I'm not going to say the feature race of the program, but it is the the uh, the race that the day is named after. But it's certainly not the feature race anymore, Rayman. It is the Victoria Derby. And where is the money heading it for this one for the three old states? The interesting battle for favouritism here. Forgot you and Gunstock. They've already traded favouritism a few times during the week. At the moment, at time of record, forgot you is the four dollar favourite from Gunstock at four dollars twenty. Hitotsu on the second, third line of betting at seven fifty. Bit of money coming for Tutu Kaka at eight dollars fifty. They're the only horses at uh, single figure odds. So. It's an interesting addition of the, of the Victoria Derby here. And I, I'm sticking with Forgot You, the favourite here, three wins from its past four starts. Uh, it certainly was an easy an easy watch for those, uh, those of us that took the short odds uh, last week in the uh, Mooney Valley bars. Uh, Linda Meach did her best to, to steal that race with a, a simply outstanding ride. But Forgot You was able to just get the job done again. And he's a, he's a real line finder, this horse. He likes to be in a battle. Um, I think they... they Daniel Moore did the right thing and got going a long way from home because it did take him a while to wind up and work through his gears. So uh, it certainly wasn't his most impressive win to date last week, but I, I, it was a sort of tough run I like to see for a horse heading to uh, 2,500 for the first time in a Victoria Derby. So before that, his form's obviously outstanding. He was fifth, uh, ran the best closing sectionals in the Caulfield Guineas. He won stat stakes at, at the Valley. Uh, Flemington, he, he's got a great record at the Valley. He's now won his last three there. But Flemington is a track that should. So it's a lovely run from Barrier 8. I'm happy to stick with the favourite here. Forgot you. Uh, same ownership. Hitotsu, I think, is is the main danger. Uh, it came. It comes uh, through the Caulfield Guineas as well. Obviously, uh, this is a big step up in in trip, which is the the unknown here for Hitotsu. But I just think he's got a bit of class on his side this cold. So happy to be on him at, at the 750. So we got you and Hitotsu there, the two for me there. I've got Hitotsu as my main danger as well. But I've got it as my main danger to Gunstock, uh, who I'm with here. Uh, obviously, Group 3 winner at Norman Robinson last start, 2,000 metres. Extra week between runs is big tick. Um, I know he's, he's long been rated as a derby horse by the yard. Uh, I'm with him uh, ahead of Hitotsu and forgot you also in my trifecta as well. But uh, it is Gunstock for me, Mytho. Yeah, I found one at odds here. I reckon uh, Jungle Magnate uh, is your horse um, for the Derby. Um, bred to stay. Uh, his father won this race um, a few years back in Tarzino. Uh, lovely prep build up to this. Um, I just like the way he's been building and and obviously been set for the twenty five hundred. Um, you know those those horses that win two year old races over sort of a mile or further in June are often the ones that show up on that November Derby day, and um, that's exactly what uh, Jungle Magnate was able to do so um drawn well luke curry um price kent know how to do it with uh they did it with tarzino i reckon they can do it with his son here in jungle magnate i think forgot use the best horse in the race just got a bit of a doubt in seeing out the strong 2500 the son of savabil i'm with tutu kaka i think he's had a great non-pressure build into this race looks like the 2500 will suit unfortunately they lost their jock in d lane but they didn't find a bad replacement in Jay McDonald with Lane being suspended. I just think uh, this horse, yep, he'll get the trip. Mightn't have the class of some of the others, but might just out-tough them. So the two, Tutu Kaka for me. Can I just get you to say Tutu Kaka again, just for shits and giggles? Tutu Kaka. That's good stuff. All right, uh, let's move on now to the cool, one of my favourite races. <laughs> 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 
Why did you buy? What? How come you bought two? You can only drive one at a time. <laughs> two, two car cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great setup there into round two of Moody and Myth and the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Uh, before I get you to plead your cases on your respective horses. This time we'll get Rayman to run through the market and give his tip. Labbrook's market is with Mytho here. Extreme Warrior is the favourite and the early market mover. Four fifty into four dollars twenty in the Congo on the second line of betting at four eighty. Playley six fifty. Artorias eight fifty. Got to go uh, a bit further down the market to find Gimme Park. Forty one dollars to win nine fifty. The plays there Gimme Park. So it's an outstanding addition to Coolmore Stud Stakes. A very deep field. Uh, you can make the case for a number of runners. I think the market's got it right. I do think Extreme Warrior deserves to be favourite. That win in the Blue Sapphire was outstanding. It was the winner of a, a very, very good horse. So I think he's a deserving favourite. The horse I want to be on here at a price, though, Home Affairs at $11. Uh, we saw him win first up in impressive fashion, the Heritage Stakes. That got him a spot in the Everest where he was really well supported. And he ended up finishing ninth, but he went toe-to-toe early with the, the best sprinters in the world. He was right up there on the speed with Nature Strip and Eduardo. I think he was entitled to uh, to tire like he did late. So whether that's a gut bust that's completely flooded him, that's the risk you take. But at $11, I'm happy to back a horse that I do think has got a genuine group one upside. James McDonald in the saddle there as well. So uh, plenty of respect for uh, Extreme Warrior, but Home Affairs is the horse I want to be backing at that price. I do want to say give par win. Make no mistake, I think she's a good each-way chance, the way she uh, she did tackle the boys last start. Moves. I know you said Jai maybe went to the wrong part of the track, but the one I want to be on is Artorias. I was speaking to Sam Friedman yesterday. I was stunned by this. He said that Artorias is no good rep going around the bend. Um, even, he said even you, you would have seen it in the Blue Diamond, he had, all his races doesn't handle the corner as well, so they actually think he's going to be a far better horse down the straight, and he might be a bit closer in the run, and we know he's got that turn of foot. So at $8.50, I'm happy to find out, but I'll have a little bit of a spec each way on Gimme Par as well. Big chance for Blake McDougall to maybe, he got his first group two on Oxley Road the other week. Maybe he'll get a group one on Gimme Par in this one. Um, Mitha, we'll let you go first this time, given you've got the favourite. And I just want to know from you, has Mick Price got over uh, Extreme Warrior beating um, Property yet? Yeah. Uh, you'd have to ask Mick that, but he was pretty cut up, wasn't he, uh, after the Blue Sapphire? The only thing he could um, he could think about, I think, was um, how he was going to explain to Henry Field and the team at Newgate uh, what went wrong with Profiteer after they spent all that money and he's just gone, got, got blown away by the stablemate. So, um, no, Mick's very much uh, in the Extreme Warrior camp now. He's, he's all about Extreme is. Warrior. Um, it's been a big week uh, to just explain to listeners the, the background. He's, we, we, owned a, we owned a small share in this horse and um, uh, the stud offers came thick and fast when people realised that we didn't have um, stud rights uh, tied up with this horse. So it's led to a, a fairly busy week at, uh, at um, uh, Rosemont Central, just getting this tidied up and, and uh, cutting a deal with our fellow owners to ensure that the horse... Uh, does stand at Rosemont if he's good enough and and can win a good race. So uh, a bit of money's changed hands and a, and a deal's been struck and some new partners will come into the horse uh, after Saturday. So um, all very exciting, but um, it adds to the pressure of uh, what will be um, a memorable derby day for us all. Uh, if he can hit the line, um, I'll be drunk for a week uh, after, and I'll and and deservedly so I reckon after the week. So you'll probably be drunk for a week anyway. But, um... Yeah, yeah. But um, first things first, let's uh, get the 
job done with this horse. He'll 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 sit somewhere pretty handy, but uh, with cover, you'd expect him the Congo to lead. Um, he he's he's he can uh, he can sit on on speed, peel off their back, and show that uh, explosive turn of foot that he he used uh, at Caulfield and and get over the top of them here. So um, he's a he's got electrifying turn of foot. He's a he's a very smart horse, and he's only getting better. So um, yeah, naturally, I'm with him. Moods, take your phone off uh, mute and tell us why Gimme Parr is going to win the full war. I think Gimme Parr will run extremely well. Uh, you know, Jai McNeil, by his own admission, went to the wrong part of the track the other day. She arguably nearly wins or certainly runs second to Kalos uh, in the Dane Hill. So if I give Gimme Parr a chance, I've probably got to give Kalos a chance. And he's probably nearly as big a price as her at about 40 to 1. Uh, and then we go to Ingratiating, who was very good in the Group 1 the other night, but failed in the Dane Hill. Uh, uh, he was good there. This is a one hell of a race. Tremendous race. Artorius, I think he's like his father. But Glenn Boss is going to have to pick a path through this field and probably down the inside section from where he's drawn. If he gets it, we know how well he can quicken. I think he's dead set the horse to beat. And I think he is a 1,200-metre horse. Um, not a 1400 or a miler so he's the one to beat but he's going to need uh, more luck than Darcy Dugan to get through this field and and particularly if he makes his run down the inside give me par the positives for her she's drawn out this time she's going to follow in the Congo who's going to be up forward making his own luck home affairs is out there beside in the Congo you know he's going to be forward so she's going to be in the fastest side of the race Extreme Warrior, I don't want to rain on Mythos Parade, but I think that's a totally inferior form line at this point in time. He might step up to the mark of this grade, but I think his form lines are well below these horses at this point in time. Beating Profiteer, I don't think it's any rap at all. He's going like a busted-ass Profiteer, and he's more chance of siring the winner of the, the flag and pole race at the Birdsville uh, Gymkhana than he is standing at a commercial stud at the moment, even though he's extremely fast. So I don't think any rap there, but Extreme Warrior might improve that form tomorrow. So in the Congo, the one to beat, he's got the best form in the race. He's going to make his own luck up on the speed. Artorius, the excitement machine, uh, will need luck. And little give me par, the only girl in the field, God give her strength. She'll be trying her ass off. And I'll go as far as to say there'll be more behind her than in front of her on the line. There is a bit of talk that Peter Volandis is wanting to sponsor those uh, flag and pole races, so they might be <laughs> fairly lucrative to win in years to come. <laughs> what about the watch from Moody on uh, Profiteer? I think Mitha was almost tearing up when uh, Moody's got stuck into that four line. It looks shaken. He might have to start drinking <laughs> now. You can see the nerves in Mitha. That, that certainly has not made him feel any better about the next few days. I was trying to work out whether he was having to go at Profiteer or Extreme Warrior, but it, it was Profiteer you were re referencing there, Peter. Well, Profiteer is probably the fastest three-year-old in the land, yeah. but unfortunately at this point in time, he's not getting past 800 metres. Uh, and he got away with it against the immature two-year-olds, but he has struggled against the seasoned three-year-olds. Is there some impairment within the horse? I don't know. But that form, you know, Although Extreme Warrior looked outstanding and you can only beat what's put in front of you, he did it unbelievably well. That form is yet to be franked, where I think the form around some of these other horses is much more frank. It could be frank come Saturday afternoon. And once again, I wish you luck because he's a very exciting horse. Look, to be frank, 
Uh, Moods has uh, ripped out some some good one-liners, but he does get a bit repetitive on him, like more luck than the early settlers in Nate Every Horse for the plug of the course. But a fresh one-liner from Moods, that's what gets me excited. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I don't know how we're going to move on, but we better. Let's go to the Cantala Stakes frame now, a, a race that I found tremendously tough. Yeah, really open edition here, Rog. Mr. Brightside is the favourite. It's $4.40 for the new look Lindsay Park operation. But it's specking for Arameo. It's in at $8. Shalott's $8 as well. Riadini uh, off the freshen up after the Epson's $9.50. Then you've got Ice Bath, who won the invitation last week there at $10. But there's a horse here at double figure odds who I really like, Superstorm. Another horse that's been going really well. It's $11 to win this race, $3.60 to play. So we saw it win the fee and stakes of the Valley early this preparation, earned a slot in the Labrox Cox Plate if they wanted it. They declined that opportunity. I think they've made the right call here. Since then, was third behind Zaki and Probabile in the Underwood Stakes. That form line looks pretty good. And then was third the other day after getting a long way back in the Turak Handicap, Storm Home late, ran some of the fastest closing splits in the race. And this was perfectly set up here for this race at Flemington. Will get back from Barrier 14, but I think the wide draw might uh, help him out a little bit. I think it'll help uh, Ollie get up and running a, a, a long way out. And I think Flemington really suits this horse. So at $11 to win, three sixty to play. So I think it's an outstanding bet and another really open race. In the interest of full disclosure, I've thrown a dart in many respects in this one. Um, but I'm going with the New Zealand 1,000 guineas winner, Karma Lass, at $35. That's her only run at 1,600 metres, and it was obviously successful, but this is that was clearly a weaker field than what she comes across here. She's got a pretty light weight, comes in on good form, last start win in the, in the weekend hustler. Look, it's a big jump, but a little each way at $35. I'm not going to be going chips in. I'm not going to be getting too serious here. 35 and 8s. Uh, in a race I'm not that keen on. That's where I'm going. Karma Lass, number nine. I'm with uh, Buffalo River. Just think uh, gets in well here at the weights. Um, like the price, I think we're getting uh, better than um, double figures here uh, about Buffalo River. Um, he's drawn well. Um, Linda Meach, she's having a really good carnival and would love to see her um, just uh, be crowned Queen of the Phillies here and uh, Phillies and mares and, and get the job done on Buffalo River. So I'm barracking more than I'm really investing, but uh, Buffalo River for me. I'd just take myself off mute for the third time and fourth time in the show. Superstorm for me. I think he brings the best form lines into the race. I think he'll sit back second half of the field, come to the centre of the track at this time of the day. Too big, too strong. D. Oliver, D. O'Brien. Uh, I agree with Mitho. I think Linda Mitchell suit Buffalo River. She's got an unbelievable temi knack of working well with these front-running types. But I think that might lead into the hands of Superstorm by ensuring a good gallop uh, here in this race. Um, yeah, listen, I can't find one away from him. Mr. Brightside's going to get the sweet run, suck up under them all the way and be in the multiples. But Superstorm to win for me. Spring is in the air. With the Ladbrokes app, putting a bet on is as easy as tap, tap, boom. Get the down low on the download and get the latest version of the Ladbrokes app today. Now faster and easier than ever. Make every race this spring even more exciting and Ladbroke at this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
Okay, best bets time on Moody on the mic. Before we get to that, though, just a quick update. Our Melbourne Cup special, we are going to do one. So Sunday afternoon, we're going to record it Sunday morning. So you'll have the barrier draw Sunday afternoon. Keep an eye on your podcast feed. Put an alert on. Subscribe, download, tell your friends. If you want the inside word on the Melbourne Cup favourite, this is where you're going to get it on Moody on the mic. So that'll be up Sunday afternoon. Rayman, I think I know where you're going, but what's your best bet? Best bet is Tefane, as I said earlier in the Empire Rose. I think she's one of the best bets of the entire carnival because I gave it away a bit early. Got a little bonus tip here for in the wake for the race we didn't touch on. Like number, th- number one yearning, the 1,000 Guineas winner. She slashed home late to win the 1,000 Guineas and her breeding suggests she'll be even better at 2,000 metres and beyond. So I like yearning. Currently getting $5.50, I think, which is a, a good price for a, a class filly. So happy to be with yearning, but Tefane, the best bet of the day for me. All right, my best bet, as mentioned earlier as well, is Tefane in the Empire Rose. I don't have a bonus one for you, so I'm just going Tefane in the Empire Rose. And given Mitho's got 1% battery left, he's going to have to keep it short too. Yeah, and I am going to be the get-out stakes king here. For punters on Derby Day, everyone's going to be drunk. They'll be poor or rich, one of the two. You'll have shot off the lot. Last race in Brisbane, trained by Tony Golan, the Rosemont special is Salatine. Uh, just got a handle Eagle Farm and she will piss up. She's a half-sister to Halal uh, and she's very, very talented. We haven't seen the best of her. She'll be winning better races than this. So at about 22 minutes past six on your derby night, you can look to the heavens and say, thank you, Mitho. In a word, are we backing Minaj in the last at Flemington? It is James McDonald's best of Saturday. So you can make your own mind. There's a little, there's a little added bonus from Mitho. James McDonald's best from Saturday is Minaj in the last, wearing the Rosemont red. Well, I'll throw you a curveball in the last at Flemington. Blake McDougall's won the last two races on the last two feature Saturdays in Melbourne, and I think Ballistic Lover gives him a great chance to make it a three-peat in the Furphy Sprint. But what a great race uh, that Furphy Sprint is. Uh, it's an outstanding race for the Mayors. And it could be a, an Oakley plate or anything. It's, it's just outstanding. Moody Racing, quite weekend team. Two runners uh, headed by... Um, test, uh, sorry. Road. Headed by Oxley Road <laughs> in the uh, Salinger. Well, it's not called the Salinger now, is it? What's it called? No, it's called the Lynn Lifto. The Lynn Lifto. It's gone back to its old name. Race four, number seven, Oxley Road. My best for the weekend. And my stable's best for the weekend, too, obviously. Give me par. We'll give a great sight in the Coolmore. Oxley Road's a fast horse. Blake McDougall, let him run fast. Have a good weekend. Have a great derby day. And we'll join you for the Melbourne Cup special. With the Ladbrokes app, putting a bet on is as easy as tap, tap, boom. Get the download on the download and get the latest version of the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call one 800 858 858 Let broke it.